shakes up everything. The Blues just finished two disappointing losses, and we're here to discuss them. Fortunately, nothing else noteworthy or controversial happened this week, so there's not much else to say except let's get started and let's go Blues. guys one cup podcast it is friday november 15th we're coming to you from the expansive and vacated studios of hockey night in canada where we are going through our final test runs as the next co-hosts of coach's corner (laughs) ian are you prepared to play the role of rob mcqueen to my angry old white man Oh, I was going to do my best Don Cherry impersonation. Okay, please, let's please let's do. both do them at the same time. You <laughs> want to just yeah, annoy yeah. people? Okay. Yeah. Here's like, the thing about the kids, <laughs> boys. They gotta be real good. You can't you can't go over there with a show white boy. Not gonna come back. Okay. I just said boy a lot. <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> so we're gonna discuss it. We're going to discuss this John, Don, John Derry thing. <laughs> and uh, frankly, we recognize that some of you might not want to hear any more about Don Cherry if you're really plugged into hockey. But we also know that some of you don't know who Don Cherry is, probably. And mm-hmm. so it's an important enough story in the hockey world that we feel compelled to discuss it. But for the benefit of those who don't enjoy political discussions or, or don't enjoy us, uh, we will put a... <laughs> I um, do hate listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I know I clicked on this, but I really don't like it. Uh, I will be sure, I will be careful. Ian will remind me, and he's very good at reminding me of things that uh, we will put a... a a note in the in the whatever they're called we should know what they're called the podcast notes the notes a little stamp in the notes that uh will tell you about where we finish this conversation so that if you do not want to hear don cherry political semi-political discussion and do just want to skip straight ahead to the fun stuff like crazy ptos and wacky prospect call-ups and just so darn many overtime games uh we will take care of you on the other side of your skipping ahead to uh 73 minutes from now but uh for those that are sticking around i i guess we can just launch into it uh don cherry the I would say legendary host, yeah, legendary of host yeah. of Hockey Night, in, or not Hockey Night in Canada, but a legendary co-host of Coach's Corner, the titular coach. Titular's a funny word, mm. and regardless of the context. Makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Coach's Corner, one of the most beloved segments on Canadian TV, because Canada is a weird and quaint place <laughs> with just so so many fewer problems than we have, I think. Um he uh, went on a, a rant, some would say a screed, but I don't know what that word means, so I'm just going <laughs> to say a rant, on uh, sun, Sunday, Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada's on Saturdays, uh, Saturday last, um, directed at, broadly speaking, people, but not just 
people, people who uh, don't support the veterans because it was the Saturday before Veterans Day and Canadians have the tradition of wearing the poppy on Veterans Day, which I don't know why we don't really do as much in America or maybe we used to and we've just phased it out. I don't know. But um, he went on this uh, tirade and I couldn't find a clip of it, like a full mm. clip of it anywhere on the Internet. At least not anywhere I could steal it from, easily. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just going to read it to you. And not in a Don Cherry. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to do it. I'll do my best. Okay. As he goes, uh, I live in Mississauga. Nobody, very few people wear a poppy. Downtown Toronto, forget it. Nobody wears a poppy. Now you go to the small cities and the rows on rows. You, you people, you people who come here, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple bucks for a poppy or something like that. These guys paid for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run a video statement about veterans. I don't think you said that much. Uh, for you people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. Uh, oh, for oof. some reason, the last part's the <laughs> worst. Felt worse because they put it, it as side him. by side. Yeah, you people and, and good, good Canadians. Canadians. Ooh. Uh, so can we start by saying this? This of all things, not the worst thing he's ever said. Oh, no, hardly. I think this is the this is the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> and also, you know what? I don't know how you phrase it. Right place, right time. Wrong place, right time. This was a time in history where when you say this, it cross-sectioned. Not the worst thing you said. Not the best time to say those Mm. things. I mean, period, right? But also, like, when people are most sensitive about this sort of stuff. Yeah. Not, he didn't pick a time. He just said, he was just just Don Cherry. (laughs) But it so happened that this has been becoming more, you know, social justice, if you will, or whatever, has become a bigger and bigger thing. And you said it in a country where it's a very big thing on their national broadcast. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is Monday Night Football for Canadians. Mm-hmm. Or even bigger. Yeah, this is like it's must... arguably bigger because it's it's almost like Saturday Night Live. Like it's a cultural yeah. on centerpiece. A, on a medium that's dying in TV, this is still like the number one yeah. thing in Canada. Yeah. Um, Canadians out there, you can correct us if we're stereotyping your country. We're, we're dead right. Even we're if it's not right. the number one thing, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal. And Don Cherry, for those who don't know, is an 85-year-old a former head coach of the Boston Bruins and maybe other teams, I just know the Bruins, um, who if for the last 30 years has run this Coach's Corner segment. And one of the things that makes this whole situation tricky is that the segment is designed as a vehicle for Don Cherry to be controversial. Mm -hmm. And now it's evolved more into that as he's aged. I think it used to be more analytical and more, you know. I think also what he said back in the day, too, a lot more run-of-the-mill accepted, too. For sure. But but, But it's like, it's hard, it's... I'm trying to think of a good. It's like if Tosh point so mm-hmm. not, and that's a, a more extreme example. But like if Daniel Tosh pushes or even crosses the line, it's hard to be like, no, you went too far because like he's always going that's too far. Thing. That's yeah. the thing, you know. So, um, but th- this caused an uproar because of the you know the the very clear othering of of mm-hmm. non-native Canadians. I'm not trying to make any excuse for. Uh, the things he said, he 
Uh, a Mississauga is apparently a very, it's a, a suburb of Toronto, but apparently it's a hevel, heavily populated by Southeast Asians now. Mm. Uh, so there is some speculation that his reference to his home area is a, you know, is a, a colorization, if you will, of, of who he's talking to. And the downtown Toronto doesn't mean anything different from what downtown, you know, New York or Chicago or St. Yeah. Louis in terms of, you know dog whistling or whatever term you want to use for that um and the you people is very obvious and the you know like you said i i hadn't actually heard for the you people and good canadians Mm -hmm. uh before and that really does like sting extra so um as ian alluded to cherry has a history of of comments um that are, you know, highly controversial back in 2013. He said that women didn't belong in the, in the locker room with mm-hmm. men, um, you know, and, and it's one of those things where like, there's a, a, a kernel of point that he's trying to make and it's poorly delivered because mm-hmm. he was trying to say, you know, like big athletes get naked a lot mm-hmm. of the time in dressing rooms and, you know, dainty little women shouldn't be in there but he's an old man and that's kind of an antiquated thought you know he's he's talked about uh, he is very xenophobic or russian was, players i was like uh, his very european players aggr- like very passive aggressive but ultra not all aggressive. that passive, yeah. yeah but actually ultra aggressive um, just like doesn't european soft dude like even just pro-Canada period, like, yeah. even American people are yeah. kind of like, eh. Yeah. Um, we're not soft, but we're not as good as good old Canadian boys. Yeah, unless, except, on the other hand of that, French Canadians, right out. Oh, yeah, that's not, yeah. No, not Canadian. Um, Get out. So, so, just very, you know, I, I would far be it for me to stereotype anyone. Mm. But what you might think of if you thought of an 85-year-old lifetime hockey person. Mm-hmm. And I think... That's so. We'll skip skip ahead to the end of the story, and then we can talk about things. This generated outrage on Saturday night when it happened, and I'll, I will admit that the first time I watched it, I was, I it took me a couple of watches to really catch all of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, it was kind of like, oh, this is an angry rant about not wearing poppies, where he said the word "you people." And people are like extrapolating that to mean this is racist. And then the more I listen to it, it's like, no, I would be more comfortable if I didn't think he was saying mm-hmm. something racist or maybe racist isn't the right word, but prejudice in mm-hmm. some variety. And, and I think he pretty clearly is. Uh, and obviously Canada, which is a, a very, you know, multinational, very melting pot, just mm-hmm. like America. Especially Toronto, yeah. Especially in the Toronto area, which is a huge international commerce hub um they were not having that Sportsnet, which is the uh network that hosts hockey night in canada and a lot of the hockey coverage that you hear out of canada or see out of canada people like elliot free yeah they're, um, Steve they're canada's nbc sports yeah. network <laughs> yeah basically Ex- same thing and because the their competition is canada's espn literally <laughs> so yeah basically Oh, that's um, such a mean thing to do, compare Sportsnet to NBC that's Sports true. Network. That's true. They're Canada's NBC Sports Network on, on crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they issued what I would say was a pretty watered-down apology. Um, mm-hmm. Your typical sort of, eh, well, we don't agree with this. But <laughs> I do always like the, we don't agree with that. And I'm like, well, he's representing your brand. So. Yeah. Ron McQueen, his co-host, who has always been kind of the... 
um, McQueen one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The brakes on the on the Don Cherry car, if you will, from keeping mm-hmm. him from going over the edge. Uh, claiming after the fact, and I totally believe him because I'm sure the end of live TV broadcasts and all of live TV broadcasts when you have an earpiece in is hectic and, and mm-hmm. impossible. He, he claimed that he wasn't really paying attention or tracking what Don Cherry said. And at the end of the... Most people can't yeah, anyways. That's right. And at the end of the at the end of the segment he just gave kind of a generic thumbs up towards camera and he issued an apology and there were apologies galore. Mm-hmm. Hockey Canada made a statement condemning the remarks without condemning Cherry because the Didn't thing like the NHL make a statement. Yeah, probably. Given, yeah. The thing the thing that makes this difficult for Canada is is he's like Canada's grandpa, you know, mm-hmm. like collectively. It's like a little bit like a, a twisted, dark Mr. Rogers, you know, mm-hmm. like then people knew he was a, a had some problematic tendencies. Mm-hmm. I was but he was had that kind of, like kind John of Madden. That's great. Yeah. He's like ubiquitous and popular and well known and, and not endearing in that same sense, but sort of like the way you're endeared to like an old crusty old man mm-hmm. in your family, you know, like you still love them. Even yeah, if they're problematic. And I've heard he's like a nice guy in person. Yeah. And, and everything. I don't think he's like some evil human being. Right. Which is actually what one of the things I want to talk about. So he gets ultimately fired Monday morning. Mm. They announced that they fired him. And I agree with that decision because there was no road back for half of the eyes and and as as anyone who's followed anything in america knows Mm. now there's half of the people who are at sportsnet's throat for keeping cherry around this long and letting him say these things and being Mm. this awful and then there's another half of people who are at sportsnet throat for firing him and overreacting to this very tame you know rant that he goes on or whatever mm. and and there's a very 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 thin almost non-existent margin in between and we're gonna try and be that margin <laughs> no um two guys one fence <laughs> <laughs> yes and we are sat firmly well, upon it they but, said i can't sit on it but what's it made, what's it made for what's, then? That's, that's what's it here for exactly uh yeah i mean i think so I'm I'm not a big fan of what you know what the kids are calling cancel culture. Ooh. Um, okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah, to put yeah, that in uh, there because the kids well, say that too. I'm that, sorry. That is, I think that's a part of this though. Like jokes aside, you were talking about mm-hmm. like the worst possible timing mm-hmm. for all of this. Like that, I think that's a very small part of the worst possible mm-hmm. timing for all of this. You know, but. But yeah, so cancel culture, but cancel culture to me is a little more insidious than this. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture to me is like someone's basically fine, Mm -hmm. and then I go out and dig up a five-year-old tweet. It's the Jordan Bennington thing. It really is like the Jordan Bennington thing where he's like, he's... He's fine. He's maybe a little bit of an asshole. Like, as Mm. Blues fans, we can sort of admit that. But he's, like, living his life. He's not doing anything wrong now. And there are people out there that insist he's a monster because when he was a teenager, he made jokes about people going through airport security with burkas or, you know, whatever he Mm -hmm. made. And those those are tasteless jokes. They were bad jokes. We get that. That's fine. But, like, that's the sort of thing where it's like, 
get not get over yourselves, but get over yourselves a little bit. Just, this is like yeah, you found a thing that was stood out, wasn't great, mm-hmm. but that's shouldn't define them as a person. Versus right, there was this is yeah. who Don Cherry is. Well, yeah, and he had, in terms of like he's said terrible things uh-huh. over a multitude yes. of years, and this is his job. Yeah, this is there like was, what he does. There was that guy a couple a couple months ago. I don't know if you heard the story where he brought a sign to college game day, like the the sports, like the college football, whatever. It's panel yeah. show with Lee Corso and all those people, and he brought a sign asking people to Venmo him beer money. Yeah, and he got like over a million dollars oh, in Jesus. Venmo, and he was you know totally joking. And so he, even though, you know, he's a human being who was broke, basically, um, he decided he was going to donate all that money to a hospital, Mm -hmm. like the Children's Hospital in Iowa or wherever. And then somebody from Iowa went on his old Twitter and found, you know, mildly racist tweets from when he was 16 Mm -hmm. or whatever. And tried to like destroy him, and did just basically made Budweiser like because Budweiser had agreed to match his donation, and he basically made them say, "Oh, we'd like disown this guy." And it's like, what the fuck, you know, that sort of stuff. But that's a tangent. Anyway, this is different because like his job is to go publicly and say things and Mm -hmm. not divide and to hurt people. Mm -hmm. And he kind of proved on Saturday that he's no longer capable of performing those yeah. duties. I, I was going to say, to me, this wasn't so much like, I mean, they fired him. They mm-hmm. got rid of him. Coach's corner is canceled. It's done. <laughs> but also, at a certain point, like, I'm not surprised he thinks this, especially because Don Cherry, but give me an old white dude who's 85, and I would be a little shocked if he thought the other way. And not saying that's okay, but if anything, this firing or whatever makes sense because he's just aged out you just age out and maybe and maybe aged out like 15 years ago but like he's he's not in touch with what's going on today and that happens with a person or like media period you know mm -hmm. like they talked a lot about just sports net and their coverage of hockey needing to change anyways and be hip with the times or whatever but like don cherry is their grandpa mm-hmm. he is canada's grandpa and like that he's just too old for his opinions to be what like the general populace mm-hmm. thinks or like what the general populace understands anymore and i can't necessarily fault him for that mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't know it's weird you can and you can't you can and you can't don cherry was born in 1934 in 1935, nylon was invented. You know, mm-hmm. like in 19, I just looked this up for for the sake of sort of bringing a fun slant to this. But like, he was born before the Manhattan Project. Yeah, he was born before polyester existed. He was born, you know, way before tape recording. Mm. And like, that's not like you said. That's not an excuse. But I think the the other side. So like, I agree. He needs to go. Mm-hmm. Because he can't hold the job and not hurt people. And obviously, there are plenty of Canadian. There are two things. First of all, there are plenty of Canadian immigrants who are very proud to be a, a, 
What's well, so, I mean? So you just and, made a sweeping and, statement that's just not true. There's no, there's no sweeping statement you can make about immigrants that is not also true of non-immigrants other than that they're immigrants like mm-hmm. you can say all immigrants came here from somewhere else and that's mm-hmm. true but um so that's true and the other side of it is plenty of i almost said white but plenty of native canadians mm-hmm. don't wear poppies because well, they don't say, give a shit you, you know could to- <laughs> so, i'd be a different person but you could toss me in canada and just be a canadian I wouldn't have been wearing one yeah, just probably. because I'm like, nah, not today, or yeah. I forgot, or, or I don't just care, want to or not whatever. Go out of it. It's possible, and so, but so yeah, so he needs to go. But I think our thread, our generation, has lost the thread a little bit in terms of like, you can be, you can do a bad thing mm-hmm. without being a bad person not being like a monster and yeah i don't think he's a monster i think he's old yeah he's an old man who's out of touch and that's on them for not acknowledging that when he was 84 at the end Mm -hmm. of last season and or you know i guess he was 85 but you know not forcing him out or or you know saying hey let's be done with this but he could, you know, and and this isn't ex- this isn't an excuse, but he could still love his grandkids, and he could still really care about his coworkers, and he promoted women's hockey, like very, mm-hmm. very, you know, sexist or not, he was a passionate promoter of women's hockey. He was a passionate advocate for like regional hockey and and helping build arenas and stuff, and and none of that stuff is fake, you know, necessarily. None of it is is a front mm-hmm. it, it's it's possible for people to be two things and i think fortunately for i mean you could call it negative or not mm-hmm. but i tend to think it is a miracle that anyone ever does a good thing you mm-hmm. know because like all people are shitty and awful <laughs> when you when you really get down to the bottom of it you know like mm-hmm. all people are are at their core just like instincts and selfishness you know and and it it takes a lot to overcome that ever so i'll run through a man if i gotta eat food but yeah i mean it's it's this it's people want this perfection that no one can Mm -hmm. reach you know and and i just i i haven't heard a lot of it but there have been some people like ryan lambert of puck super were just like fuck don cherry you know like i'm glad he's finally gone Mm -hmm. he's a piece of shit and it's like Nah, dude, you know, he said a lot of bad stuff, and mm-hmm. maybe he should have been gone before this, but you're probably a dick, too, you know? Like, mm. you know, and and I we've lost the ability to disagree civilly at all. And then this isn't a disagreement. Like, immigrants, that I'm not saying this is a disagreement. What he said is categorically wrong. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, there are things outside of that that aren't categorically wrong. And, you know... Just... Just because you said something that someone else disagrees with, which they would be right, like we said, disagree with this, uh-huh. as you should, doesn't instantly, that's why I always think, I always think it's like Hitler culture. Well, yeah. now you're Hitler. I'm like, well, no, they said something very bad and wrong, and they were rightfully fired and moved well, on from this, but and that's the thing. there's I just, so much vitriol. Like, I, you're answering vitriol with vitriol. Yeah, that's very well said. That's what I, always... 
I'll, I'll say this is the only political comment I'll ever make. That's the annoying thing in um, in a lot of discourse in America or period I dislike is just like if someone's one way, the other side will be like, well, we're going to have to be that way too. Uh-huh. And it's like, isn't there a high road? Yeah. Has anyone learned the of the high like road? The high road's fucking gone. It <laughs> is. Maybe. And that's the thing. It's like they're... Both sides are wrong because like on the flip side, we've also just like kind of... <clears throat> since we brought brought the like since we've made don cherry evil Mm -hmm. instead of just an old guy who said something wrong Mm -hmm. that he shouldn't have we're kind of forgetting that there's that there's actual evil you know like there there is hitler you know when when you call everyone hitler you're not actually making anyone think they're hitler you're just forgetting how bad hitler was Mm -hmm. and i just think as a society you know we can't afford that you know i mean i guess we can't afford it because we've done it but mm. it's just like you know don cherry went on tucker carlson and i'm no fan of tucker Ruh, carlson Ruh. but i saw a lot of you know i said steve dangle podcast ended with you know everybody who listened to this we love you you know but then they were joke and they were joking a little bit they were like unless you're tucker carlson then you can go to hell and it's like tucker carlson you disagree with him politically he's not necessarily evil Mm-hmm. He has a wife, you know, he's got kids like he's not you you disagree with and and he says things that probably aren't appropriate. But, you know, just I'm, whoever I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not not Tucker Carlson specifically. I'm not like taking a stand for Tucker Carlson. This is the podcast where we take stands yeah. for Tucker Carlson. We're, we're, but I'm just like, folks, we're canceled. <laughs> We've been canceled. When, whereas, you know, you have people. The flip side of all this is is Harvey Weinstein and Matt Lauer. And you have people who do basically go through life as like here, like Matt Lauer was like the smiling, he was like the shiny, happy mm-hmm. person. He was like the guy that we all trusted. Mm-hmm. And he actually was secretly a monster, you know? <laughs> that is the thing. And you're like, like, you're coloring it, you're coloring everything so damn black and white. Yeah. But on, and flip with the exact same phrase, calling things black and white, is like why you fired Don Cherry mm-hmm. is because he's coloring things. Good Canadians, yeah, no, other absolutely, people. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's like that. You can't do that. You can't do that on either side. No, no. For yeah, hundred percent. You said it really well, and that's the. I just. I we can end it here basically because I don't have much more to say. But I just. I think the firing was of course correct, and we do need to move hockey. Although I guess the other implication I want to talk about is for hockey itself because hockey is so over skis on <laughs> pretending to be for everyone mm-hmm. and you know it's not it's it's one of those things where it's like hockey needs to be for immigrants mm-hmm. and that's fine and i i not fine that's great it does need to be nazim Kadri needs to have a place in hockey Mm-hmm. You know, Wayne Simmons isn't an immigrant, but he needs to have a place in hockey. Just like, you know, everybody of every race, color, color, orientation, all of them deserve a place in hockey. Also, Republicans deserve a place in hockey if they want it. And there are some people listening right now who got grossed out by me saying that. And it's just like, you know, fine. But it's just like, if you want it to be for everyone, it's got to be for everyone everyone and i think that's the problem with situations like this is i'm a hundred percent on the don cherry needs to be gone and we need to move on 
with you know younger voices that provide our uh, our you know worldview a little better and and echo our voices a little better. But now when these things kick up into the kind of firestorm this has become, everyone goes crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And the people who are, who started in the right place of being Don Cherry has gone too far. He's really offended people. Now they're going way too far the other direction and saying all old white men need to go, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like I don't know where I'm going with all this, but it's just like you can't hockey isn't is a subsection of the culture. And you can't pretend that it's better than the culture, I guess. But also, it needs to be more inclusive and all mm-hmm. that. I don't know what I'm saying. I lost my own thread there. But we've been canceled. Uh, we've been canceled. But we have been picked up by CNN. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and the, the the only other thing I'd say, and we actually can close on this, is we might be 85 someday too. You know, Mm -hmm. we might have kids who think some of the things we think are normal is real wacky, you know, either direction. And so. Oh, it's already hit. I see kids walking around. Well, sure. And high, high knee. Yeah. Knee high socks and (laughs) and flip flops. And I'm like, if I walked around like that when I was in high school, I get beat to death. (laughs) Probably, probably not. But it would have been very social. I would have been laughed at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't understand. And now that's like, you'd be laughed at if you weren't. I still wear ankle socks because that's what was that's what cool. God and then I look at like old people and I'm like, you're wearing what was cool, but it's not anymore. And but then I'm like, oh no, that's me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I just wish people had more charity and more grace. There's a point where it's not, you know, there's a point, don't have it for Don Cherry has to still have a job. That's not grace. Mm-hmm. Grace isn't just forgiving everyone everything all the time, but it's recognizing that you could have done bad things too, you know, and and extending people the same that you want, I guess. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That's the message here. Well, folks, read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell people to come in exactly two seconds before you said, folks, read the Bible. Okay, yeah. And so we really just want to want to hit that message. Um and make sure, you know, that people just dig in, dig in. Start with Ephesians. Mm-hmm. It goes uphill from there, and then you're great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so anyone who did bear with us, give us your thoughts. Tell us how much you hated everything we just said. That's great. I'll I'll interact with anyone. I, I want the... Twi- I won't. <laughs> I want the Two Guys, One Cup podcast to be a place of openness and respect. Half but, of you are monsters. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you which half. Ian... The NHL is a diverse place. Oh, no. <laughs> full it's of, not for everyone, full Steven. Of, full of diverse voices and diverse people, uh, diverse countries of origin, and most importantly, diverse names. Oh, no. Uh, um, I thought we were going somewhere else. <laughs> Shit. You want to say this or you want to go? No, ahead? go right I wanna ahead. Go, no, I want to no, have no, some no. fun, and then we can kind of go into, like, sanity. Yeah, paint me uh, no corner. So I saw, uh, I saw a, uh, a, a tweet this week, um, and it said, you know, what's the, what's the NHL name that you're proudest of knowing how to spell? And it's one of those tweets where there's a quiz... Um, there's it's like there's a question in the tweet and I actually knew my answer to the question which is very rare so it stuck with me and I thought instead of just having a kind open-hearted discussion about this on the podcast I would quiz you with mm. <laughs> spelling NHL names mm. um 
The name I know, uh, I'm proudest of knowing how to spell is Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, And he may or may not be on here, but... But would you like to participate or, or refuse outright? No, I mean, I'll participate outright. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, there are 15 names on this. Let's, 15? We'll move through. We'll move I'm a, I, have, I have to type these out when okay, I'm saying that's fine. them. Otherwise, that's totally legal. Is that as, legal? As long as you're not typing them into Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm type them right into... No, no, no. Type no, them no. in the show notes. I need to see Yeah, this. yeah. Um, but... No, I, I, I think Type you can. I think you'll get ten. I, I have high hopes for okay, it. Okay, hit me. Uh, we're gonna start real easy too. Real easy. Yeah, real fuck easy. You. Current blues. Two current blues. Okay, Alex or Alexander, your preference. Petrangelo. Okay. Can you spell Petrangelo? I would have to like look at the letters on the. Where keyboard. are you typing this on the bottom? P. I. <laughs> e. T R A N G E L O Petrangelo. That is correct. Oh, thank you. You did spell Petrangelo. Correct. So that's good. Um, on this one, I am going to insist you spell the first name. Uh, Mackenzie McCaffrey. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, boys. Uh... I'm Googling all of these just to make sure I spelled them on the. Post know what the correct. saddest part is? I think I can get the last name Better much easier. Name. Okay, hit me with the last name. I'll give you partial. All right, last name M A C. Oh man, sounded McEachern. Man, it's weird because it's like I can see it. I can see it, but obviously I can't because I can't spell it right. Yeah. M A C E C H E R N. I miss an A. Did I miss an A? Is it Etrin? Is it McEatrin? It McEatrin. I knew McEatrin, it. actually. It's E R N. But that's what you said, oh, right? No, I said E C. I think I just said E and straight to the C. At the end, no, but at the end, did you say E R N or R E N? Oh, I don't fucking remember. Okay, so that's a miss, and Mackenzie is M A C K E N Z I. Oh, I got it! I got it! I said it before you. I got it. Okay, so so we're moving on. This is uh, the reigning uh, Vesna Trophy winner, Andre Vasilevsky. Can you spell? Uh, you know, I I trust that you know how to spell Andre, but Vasilevsky. V A S I L E V. I-S-K-Y? Oh, no? you are correct about the extraneous but, letter. Okay. It is S-K-I-Y. Oh, I knew there was a dumb fucking <laughs> I in that name. I knew it. Okay, one, the wrong one, for, one for three, but we're going to be fine. This one's an easy one. This is, a good, this is fine. Matthew Kachuk. Can you spell Kachuk? <laughs> T-K-A. C H U K. That is correct. Oof. That is correct. I put that one on there specifically because I can never remember if there are two C's or one in the last name. Mm. I always want to spell it T K A and then like the name Chuck. But you were you were on it. You got it. All right. Now the following four names <laughs> are current top fifty point scores. These names are provided to us by Gif Jeff. So. If you feel especially tortured or relieved by hearing any of them, you can blame or thank him accordingly. Number one is, I believe, the top point scorer in the NHL, Leon Dreisaitl. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. I got this. Yes, 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 yes. D R A I S A I L T T L T L. That is correct. I was like, it's correct. You typed the extra I, but you did I not know. say I looked, the extra When I looked at it, when I looked at it, I was like, that ain't it. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, D-R-A-I-S-A-I-T-L. Very good. Number two of the Calgary Flames, Johnny Goodrow. He's uh, on all of your fantasy teams all the time, so certainly you know how to spell his name. I think I do. G-A-U-D-R... E-A-U? That is correct. Ooh. Johnny Goodrow, Johnny Hockey. Uh, in our own division, a little closer to home, a little, little far north, Mark Scheifler. Or Scheifler. Mm, <laughs> All right. Let me see if this looks right. No, I, no, I got it. I got it now. S-C-H-E-I-F-E-L-E. That is correct. Oh. You're doing very well. I have to type it out because when I type it out, I'm like, "Yep, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. That's the winner. You got that's a home uh, you're, you're, you're six for four for five for seven so far. So very good. Uh, you can spell. I can't count, but you can spell. <laughs> and finally, in the top fifty point score, which good for him. Glad he's in there. Uh, Max Pacioretty. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, no. This one so I know. Missed. This one. Oh. <laughs> Nope, that didn't look great. P A C I O R E T T Y. There's like a H, isn't there? There's not. You're correct. What? You got it absolutely right. Uh, Maxwell. Oh, excuse me, Maximilian Colinda Patcher. (laughs) Take a stab at Colinda for a bonus point. Nope. Moving on. Couldn't even, couldn't even give me the first letter. Couldn't even give me the first letter. K-O-L-E-N-D-A. Colinda. Uh, you're doing very well. I'm very I'm very proud of you so far. But uh, we are going to kick the uh, difficulty level up here a notch. So let's do one one final. Well, I didn't actually check if he was or was not a, a top 50 score. But I assume he is right now. Uh, former... Uh, big big player for your former uh, hometown team, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, no longer with the Minnesota Wild because Paul Fenton is very bad at being a general manager. Uh, could you please no. spell? No! <laughs> well, it seems like you've guessed Nino Nieder right ah, <laughs> I should. I've like almost. I swear I've quizzed myself on this one before because I'm like I know there's an extra R. Okay, how do you uh, how do you spell Nino? N I N O. There you go. Perfect. I mean, that's not. That counts for nothing. But <laughs> can you spell neater? Ooh, is it N I E D E R R E I T E R? That's correct. Oh, buddy, I knew there were two R's in there. I knew it. Okay. Okay. Very, um, I think, have you hit your mark? I think you're one short right now. Oh, you're two short, but you're going to get there. No questions. I've got no doubt. Um, Ian, for the next player as a defenseman for Philadelphia, 
And it's not going to be Ivan Provorov. It's going to be Shane Goss's bear. And for this one, it's very important that you spell both names. But I will give you credit if you get just the last name. And Shane Goss's bear? Yeah. You're going to be the narrow eyes like you hate me so much. S-H-A-N-E? Of course not. It's S-H-A-Y-N-E. His eyes rolled into the very back of his head, ladies and gentlemen. I know I said fucking all these, but Gostas Bear is not going to happen. <laughs> At least these other ones I feel like I've actually seen. Gostas Bear. <laughs> that seems about right. G-A-U-S-T-I-S-B-E-R-E. That's how a French person would spell it. Real quick, I'm going to tweet out uh, how you spelled that so everyone can see and I don't forget. But uh, the correct answer for Shane Gostisbeer, S-H-A-Y-N-E space, G-O-S... No! T-I-B-E-H-E-R-E. Gostis be here. That's how I always remember it. Although I don't remember it, I'd always check. But um, It's G O. Yes. I don't know why I always thought there was an A in there. Uh, because... Goudreau? I was just trying to spell Goudreau. And then, <laughs> add, then adds to bear at the end. It was, you know, it's... A, that name is is bloody ridiculous, so... Stupid. I see it in meme form a lot. Just a bear. <laughs> At least... Oh my god. These other ones, are, maybe we've just typed enough names into Google. It's like, that's a name, that's a name. Gostas Bear, though, it gives me the squiggly line. It's like, nope. <laughs> that's true. Um, you're doing all right, though. You can stick it. That's, that's probably the hardest one. It probably doesn't get any worse than that. Um, mm. Here's a throwback. This is the only uh, non-active, well, two non-active players on the list. Uh, but this one... You know, you you know, and you know, know, love the next three are actually former Blackhawks, all Blackhawks that arguably should not have been traded or released or whatever. The first goaltender, Nikolai Javivul. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You laugh. Yeah. But you laugh. You saw but... it on Twitter. You, you know, you knew this one was coming. And you know how to spell it. You're going to be fine. K. Which is stupid. <laughs> yeah. K-H-A-B-I-B-U-L-I-N. Perfect. Happy Bullen. Happy Bullen. Is he a Nikolai that's N-I-N-I-C-O, or is it, oh God, or is it a K? N-I-K-O-L-A-I? Nikolai. Okay. Um, I, of course it's a K. He's in fucking Russia. He's from Russia, of course. Moving from Nikolai to Nicholas. Could you please spell Nicholas Jalmers? Mm, <laughs> well, there's an H. Do I get well, points yeah, for that? Sure, sure. We'll give you half a point. Wait, no. <sighs> yeah. H-J-A- R-L-M-A-L-S-S-O-N. Let's see. That's how you how you just said it is how you just typed it, right? Yeah. Alright, let's see. That is not correct. Damn it. It is. Is it the A is the A wrong? It's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> Nicholas H J L H J A L M M A 
R S S O N. Of course it's S S. Well, that was good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, can you spell Nicholas? Nope. <laughs> N I K L A S. Nicholas Jolmerson. Nicholas Jolmerson. I don't Let know why just... I want to call it Jar. I'm always spelling it Jarlmerson. Jolmerson. I, li- I lied, though. There's only one M. So, see, even I typed it wrong. Um,. But you were still wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, final form of Blackhawk, Toivo Teravine. <laughs> and I would like you to try and spell Toivo, but if you can nail Teravine, I'll give you credit. Toivo's T-E-U-V-O? Yeah. Toivo? Perfect. rolling. Now just roll into that final, that final name, that last name. I'm gonna tell you what I just hit letters like I'm dead serious. Last T E R I V A N I E N T E R I V A N I E N. You you went a little heavy on the eyes. It's T E R A V A I N E N. So you added an I and you switched an I and an A, but pretty good, pretty close, honestly. I was like, that seemed like the right. He did all right. Letters. The uh, the la- the next name and penultimate name on this list is perhaps the newest addition to an NHL roster. Uh, Leafs backup goaltender oh, Casimir Kaskiswell. I won't spell. I won't spell either. K-A-S-K-I-S-W-O-U. Gasky. It's supposed to be like Suo, so I'm sure I fucked it up. So close. Just take out the W. What? You over, you over, over difficulty did this one. K-A-S-K-I-S-O-U. S-U-O. Sorry, it's U. K-A-S-M-I-R. That's Casimir. K-A-S-K. I S U O Kasky Swo. Very bad. Finally, a former blue. Bring it home. Very nice and easy. Hate you. With Eric Boganek. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not even gonna try. You want me to just tell you? <laughs> Where's the C H in there? Is there a silent V? Currently, as it's spelled, B O G C H V. B O G I N Boganecki E C K Y Boganecki. Eric Boganecki is spelled E R I C. That's nobody. Oh, I was like, excuse me. B O U B O G. Excuse me. Okay, I got that one. U N I E. C-K-I. Vogan Yecky. Vogan Yecky. Whatever. You did pretty well, Ian. You did eight. You you won, You you got more than you missed. And really that, we gotta give you credit for that. So I would give you an A+, plus, which is the first letter in the alphabet. Um, very good job. I'm very impressed. A-plus doesn't come before A. And if, if spontaneously during this show or at any time in the future you can devise a way to torture me... Feel free. I hope I hope people enjoyed 
uh, this spelling contest. Tell us how you did. Tell us how you did. Uh, it's it's great. It's Shane Gustis Bear. Can you run it back for me? Can you run Gustis Bear back for me? S-H-A-N-Y. <laughs> E, or y. no, is the A, or is the A, S H A Y N E? Fuck. Gustus Bear. No, I'm going to do this. Gustus. The hell, right? G O S T I S B H E R E? B E H E R E. But very close, very close. You're pretty much there. Be here. I Gustus be here. Whatever, yeah. he's a washed up and hack, <laughs> so I don't even know who he is. Speaking of washed up hacks, Troy Brower. You're welcome. And... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the greatest transition in the history of this show. Uh, folks, it's only an hour into our podcast, only 48 minutes, and now we're getting to the real hard-hitting journalism. Wow. Uh I hope everyone's enjoyed what we've done so far. Some of you haven't even listened yet. Uh, but the Blues signed Troy Brower and Jamie McGinn to PTOs. That is not stand for Presbyterian Trade Organization, nor post-Turkey operations, <laughs> which are very tired because of all the tryptophan. Um, <laughs> but uh, it does stand for professional tryout, on which they are still on. And uh, Doug Armstrong announced Monday that the Blues have signed forwards Troy Brower and Jamie McGinn, both former um, Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. one a former Blue with whom we are very familiar, uh, to professional tryouts. Brower is 34 and was originally drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks in the seventh round, number 214 overall uh, in the 2004 NHL draft. Not a bad career for two. Oh. two 14 overall. Not at all. Last season, he played in 75 regular season games with the Florida Panthers, posting 12 goals and 9 assists for 21 points and 47 penalty minutes. McGinn is 31, considerably younger, uh, was originally drafted by the San Jose Sharks in the second round, uh, number 36 overall in the 2006 NHL draft. This season, he's appeared in two games with the AHL's Charlotte Checkers, a native of Fergus, Ontario. Fergus. There you go. Spell Fergus. <laughs> um, McGinn is a veteran of 11 NHL seasons, including stints with San Jose, Colorado, Buffalo, Anaheim, Arizona, and Florida. He has amassed 220 points, 117 of them goals, 133 of them assists, and 267 penalty minutes in 617 career regular season games you copied this and pasted it from somewhere no i came up with all these yeah i'm sure like <laughs> i was just gonna say like you wouldn't have included penalty minutes is the only reason i mentioned that um again has also posted eight points four goals and four assists in 36 postseason games doug Neat. armstrong had quotes they were numerous uh, he has reasons. They are threefold. He types. <laughs> he types. He speaks. The thought process going into this was we are down to 12 healthy forwards right now. I think in our game in Calgary, we had eight players on our roster with less than 200 NHL games, and five of those guys had less than 100 at the start of the season. So it's an experienced league, and we just want to make sure and see if there were any experienced players that can come in to help us. I don't 
like that, but we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, it in a gets it gets worse, worse but a little better. You'll see. With our depth down in the American Hockey League, we're really excited with the way Walker is playing and Costin and Cairo. But again, you look at their experience, and it's not there. So we don't want to get into a situation where we have eleven or twelve players with that experience. So as I said, there are no guarantees for Jamie or for Troy, but we're going to bring them here and take a look at them. Um, someone. <laughs> Let's assume assume it's intrepid journalist Jim Thomas asked, uh, is this not or is this about not believing the youth on this team is ready for bigger roles or wanting to protect them and their development? And he said, uh, which I <laughs> assume was 43 seconds long. No, we believe in these young guys. It's just the next injury. If you lose an experienced player and you put together if you put another young player in there, well, if a younger player, uh, sorry. Did I skip a line? No, I didn't. Mm, well, if a younger player, one of these guys with less than 200 games went out and you put in one of those guys, I talked about uh, Walker, Costin, and Kairou, it's a net zero. If you lose a Steen and a Tarasenko and you're putting in guys with no experience, there's a difference. It's a manly, yeah, the younger guys would be an improvement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a man's league and we want to respect the league and see, uh, did he say it's a man's league? He God, did. Don Cherry gets... <laughs> Uh, it's a man's league. I wish someone would be like, excuse me. And then he's like, well, I mean, it is though. But, but literally, we haven't broken the gender barrier. Yeah. You're welcome to be the first. I will not Jim Thomas. You. Burn. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be hot. Dougie, out. <laughs> Uh, it's a man's league and we want to respect the league and see if there's veteran players that can help us. And if they can't and the young guys are better, they're better. But I've seen teams that have gone totally young and they're growing pains with that. And we've stated all along we want to try and be competitive with the upper echelon teams. And most of those teams are experienced also. Yeah, Doug, but the teams <coughs> that go totally young aren't defending Stanley Cup. I know. I'm a cage it. I'm a cage it. Because there's one more question. Let's assume it's from intrepid journalist Jeremy Rutherford that says, does this go beyond the ice? And he said, no, no, Jamie and Troy have never left the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie and Troy come with good pedigrees, but we're not looking for guys outside of our group to carry our group. They're coming in to try and earn a roster spot, but we are very excited with the growth of our leadership with Schwartz and Shin and O'Reilly starting to wear letters. Pareko and Petrangelo, there's enough leaders in there. Jamie and Troy are coming just to play, not to lead. They were elected to lead, not to lead. <laughs> Simpsons movie, underrated, probably on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. Um, we are Disney shills. <laughs> who isn't? It's 2019. Who isn't? Um, they own everything. They own the Two Guys One Cup podcast. <laughs> so we're not we're not ashamed to say it. <laughs> Thought, what are we like day five of this PTO already? And they're only they're only putting them up for like seven. It's something weird where they can practice with the team like indefinitely, but then the. They, they have the to, like, team, pay their way. The team pays their way for the 10, for the full 10. Oh, 10. And then okay. they, can, yeah. they can still practice with the team after that, but they've got to pay their own way. <laughs> I guess that means you can just sign them at any point, though. You know what I mean? Like I a guess. PTO. If, if Troy's like, I'll just hang around dude. in case you need me. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's got money. Sure, why not? <laughs> One thing he I'm didn't so lose tired from of my Calgary family. is money. He got that contract. Didn't, um, he, get, didn't he go up there because they were building, like, a house? Yeah. And then he was immediately like thrown, tossed to other teams. He played two full seasons there. Did he really? The day. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I don't. I thought about this a lot, mm-hmm. and 
I want to actually give me your thoughts first. I don't want to. I've been I've been talking a lot. So um, this is silly, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, like yeah, that's a measured take. You're just tossing. You're tossing more. You're tossing more bodies into the wheel of bodies, but this is body wheel subsection B, where it's like they might be in there, but they might not. Um, we need a, a a wheel of bodies graphic. <laughs> I understand what he's Doug Armstrong saying. You don't just want like, you don't want like another injury and a second injury, and you're like, oh shit, we have Kairu and Walker on this team. And now we're an injury away from now. It's got to be caught, you know. Yeah. So I agree with that. Also, if you I, had that many injuries, you just are done. Well, that's what I was say. You're you're cooked. <laughs> yeah. It's, if let's so, put it this way, you have two or three injuries, and it's Jamie McGinn, Troy Brower, and Clem Costnell on there now. I think you're still fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah. it's not those three plus your roster currently. It's those three minus Schwartz and McEcker and then play. Mm-hmm. And you're bone now. So, so yeah, in a sense, I get that they're like, we don't want to put in um, a young guy to replace an experienced guy. And I would rather him at least trot out the old, I want to keep him in the AHL to get more experience sort of thing. Because at least I'm like, yeah, that feels good. That feels rah-rah and like we're doing the right thing. But when you say you just want more experience for experience I sake, don't like that's that. not fun. That makes me feel a little I weird. I think that's what I don't like about this. Like if Troy Brower or Jamie McGinn has something to offer this team, fine. I'm not, I'm not like upset. There, there are people who are like upset yeah. that this has happened, and I'm not one of those people. Like fine. If Does Jamie Jamie McGinn have something to offer this team that he wasn't offering the Charlotte Checkers? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I think that's um, kind of funny. I'm like, but, oh, he's worth it here though. But, no, but, you know, if they have something they can bring to the table, McGinn, in his quotes, particularly seemed really hungry to make mm-hmm. the team. And he's younger, too, so maybe he's got more, I'd be more interested in gas in the tank. Yeah. But, um, <coughs> so, yeah, that's kind of a, an after... Whether or not these guys get signed is an afterthought in the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, what worries me is the whole experience thing. 200 seems like a high bar to set, for one thing. Also, if you have 202 games, are you suddenly, like, you've crossed the threshold? It's like magic. Uh, but, I know, yeah, that's a weird... But like, I realize that's just how numbers work. There are milestones and all you that. Know, but like, one after the other. The thing about this is, everyone on this team, except for one of the two guys you're bringing in on PTOs, is a Stanley Cup champion. Mm-hmm. So what would 100 more regular season games teach them that 26 postseason games and a Stanley Cup championship didn't teach them last season. And that's what I don't like. I just don't get... And plus, like, Jay Bomeister's healthy. Carl Gunnarsson's healthy. For now, Robert Bortuzzo is getting healthy. Um, Alex Petrangelo, what's he at? Like 600 games, 500 games. Mm-hmm. Jaden Schwartz is probably past 400 now, I assume. Maybe even more. Like, I don't think of this as currently assembled as by any means an inexperienced team. Mm-hmm. It's just got some youth on it, which I thought was a good thing. And so the fact that he's freaking out about not having enough experience to me worries me a little bit now 
On the other side of this, I wonder how much something like this is a little bit of a, um, a favor for these guys. Yeah. Troy Brower has a history with the organization, scored one of our most momentous goals, uh, certainly before this last postseason, uh, is just an all-around good guy that you know seems to be liked around the NHL. Uh, Jamie McGinn is particularly especially close to Ryan O'Reilly. He was like... Uh, Ryan O'Reilly was a groomsman in his wedding this summer. They were traded together from Buffalo, from Colorado to Buffalo. McGinn was part of that trade, so they're really close. Um, maybe some aspect of this is Doug Armstrong knows that if the defending Stanley Cup champions think these guys are good enough to at least bring in for a PTO, maybe a bottom feeder team or a middle team will see that. And even if we don't sign them, give them a second look, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, it's weird. It's not the news I expected. And now, coupled with the news that they actually did call up Quim Gostin, which we should talk about, and mm-hmm. I, I would be very dis... I was going to say I expect. That's an overcommitment but Never i would be that. very disappointed if he didn't show up in tomorrow's lineup because it's the second half of the back-to-back and why'd we bother calling him up if we're not gonna let him debut um i i'm a little i'm a little bit i'm a little bit torn um because Doug seems to be like, well, this is the season we can't afford to waste. And I look at it more like, well, this is your grace season. And if you're ever going to find out who Cairo and Costin are, do it now. You yeah, you've got, so, you got the whole year to do that because no one, as much also, as we want them to win, you can, you, could, you can always excuse a season that's meh by a ah, couple yeah. over. Well, and the other part of this, too, is like we're, we should be in that we should be in that echelon of teams now where like the playoffs are a given. Mm-hmm. So what do I care? You know, like I, we, Oh, I w- was going to talk about, and we'll still talk about how last season was set a bad example for fans in a lot of ways. But if we, if we get third place, if we get first place, if we get this last wild card, I, I don't care. Once we're in, we're in, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I'd rather us, sure, win the president's trophy. But like, if butchering the development of Jordan Cairo is the difference between you getting third place and you winning the president's trophy, I would rather you develop Jordan Cairo the right way, you know, yeah. and, you know, and if, and I don't think it is for the record, I think he would learn and improve the team over, you know, 20 or 30 games or so, just like. Robert Thomas had a learning period. That's how people jump into the NHL. But like, all I'm saying is I just don't understand the feet dragging on, on the prospects. And it, it makes me wonder if on the one hand, are they, do they have concerns that I don't have, you know, not observing them from the, with the intensity that the team is observing them. Or I wonder if they're potentially part of a trade discussion or something, you know, that we Armstrong doesn't either want us to get attached to them or, you know, doesn't want them to risk more injury in the NHL or exposure to a team that's really, you know, maybe, maybe Doug Armstrong has some concerns about Quim Costin and 
you know, maybe we're talking hypothetically, and this has been rumor, maybe we're talking to New Jersey about Taylor Hall and Quim Costin is like that piece they really want, you know? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to call him up to the NHL and risk exposing him. That, I don't know that stuff. So all of that is to say, I don't get every ramification, but the PTA move, like you said, silly is a, is kind of a good word for it. So I don't know. That's my thoughts. Any more you want to add there on the costing call up? I. It's not costing us a lot. The coasting, he's coasting. Yeah, he's coasting. His way in. Uh, hot take: I don't down. think he plays tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm really worried he doesn't. I just don't see why he wouldn't. He should. He should. That's why he won't. <laughs> you may have already mentioned this, but if they put him in. Take, take Zach Sanford out. That, yeah. Like, do not give me a, well, we took McEachern out, so now he's going to play on the fourth line, get those eight minutes in. And it's like, no, if you play Clem Costin in, he deserves If he's in and he makes mistakes and we lose on, on two Clem Costin big ass mistakes and it's whatever, I'm I am more than happy with that loss. We're Honest not, to God. We're not doing great right now without Quinn yeah, Costin. I'll take, I'll take that loss because I want to see him sink or, I want to see him sink or swim. And that's. One game won't be that yeah, for him, but, he but I just want to see him actually be like, here you go, here's the second line roll. We'll protect you a little bit, obviously. We're not going to put you out there for fucking 18 minutes, but like, let's just see what you got. Yeah, there's, a, some, there's sometimes I think GMs forget that this is entertainment too, mm-hmm. and fans want to see Quim Costin. And if you don't, if you don't think putting him in to next game is the best idea... It's also probably not a catastrophic idea, mm-hmm. and it's a home game on a Saturday night, and maybe just play Clint Clausen, you know? Like, I think there's there's a reasonable argument for that, just mm-hmm. as a fan. Um, <coughs> you want to go on to the games? you have anything else you want to say? Let's hit them games. Let's do it. Let's run through these. We can. I think we can move through these pretty quick, relatively. Oh, because we got some shit to say <laughs> about these um, games. Could you look up Robbie Fabry's stats since the trade? Jacob Delarose, did he play tonight? I guess he must have. I don't think I heard his name at all. Uh, but Jacob Delarose debuted with the Blue uh, Blues on, what was this, Saturday last? Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. <coughs> Saturday, yep. Is this hockey night? Was this on hockey night? In Canada? I I think the no, other thing was on was Sunday Western, night. It was, was the other was the hockey night thing on Sunday? It might have been. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I think of hockey night in Canada being. Folks, s- we're in Baldwin, Missouri. We're Americans, we're, we're ignorant by our very nature. But um, <laughs> as you say about Baldwin, Baldwinites, Baldwiners, Baldwinies, Baldwin. Um. JDLR started, uh, which is not to be confused with TLDR, uh, but in any case. Look at this. I got to show you something. Sorry. It's a visual thing. Look, if I go over the 2019 Cup winner thing here in Hockey Uh Reference, it like does a little sheen. That's neat. I'm like, I feel good for Robbie Fabry that this is on his (laughs) Hockey Reference page. Does this at home? (laughs) I would. Mouse over, like, ooh. Ooh, (laughs) shiny. No, I like that. That's a very nice little touch. Uh, and speaking of nice little touches, Ivan Barbashev scored mm. three minutes and 17 seconds into this game on a beautiful wraparound, uh, beating, I don't know who the hell started. It can't be Mike Smith anymore. It was Dave no, Riddick, it was, right? It was, it was Riddick. Big save Dave. Big, yeah. big save Dave. Wasn't so big or savey tonight. Because <laughs> uh, Sundquist's shot was blocked. McEachern gets it and puts it back on the net. 
Uh, Sunquist missed the rebound, I guess, or didn't, but it's right there on the doorstep for Barbashev to wrap around and knock it in. Um, I meant to go back and look, because I think Sunquist definitely should have gotten an assist on that, but I don't know if he did or didn't. Um, <laughs> Darren Pang... Darren Pang took a moment to pump Milan Lucic's tires, which, Darren, don't be that guy. You're better than that. You don't need to be that guy. What's interesting? Oh, uh, sorry. That The last game that Robbie Fabry played in for the Blues? They did give Sunquist an assist. I observed a thing in a game, and I was correct. Sorry, go on. Oh, the last game that Robbie Fabry played for the Blues, who do you think he played against? Revelings? Yep. Very nice. That's why. They scouted him. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Fabry has four points for the Red Wings, two goals and two assists in, in four games. Four games now. See, he basically sucks. Yeah, he's awful. So, <laughs> uh, the Blues played the rest of the period pretty well. Uh, Shin had a boarding penalty about halfway through the period. Delarose draws as in receives as in causes the <laughs> Flames to take a penalty, a uh, hooking penalty near the end of the period, and it's one to nothing. Uh in during the second period. At the start of the second period, Doug Armstrong was in the booth, and I was terrified because Doug, Doug Armstrong being in the booth can't be a good thing. Just means we're trading for Jay Bellmeister <laughs> again uh, because that's the only other time he's ever been in the booth. Uh, but he was talking to the guys. Della Rose had a fight or had a like a forechecking fight, not a real fight behind the net. He really is a good back checker or something. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, there were a couple of rough plays. Giordano had a high stick, and thereupon, Ryan O'Reilly scored his fifth goal of the season, a power play goal 13 minutes in. David Perron and Petrangelo assisted it. Petro had an awesome keep in at the line, gloving the puck down. He passed it up to Perron along the wall. Perron waited to draw some attention to him and then deftly backhanded to Ryan O'Reilly, who's like five feet away, and buries <laughs> it for the one-timer for the goal. How much chemistry did David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly have. I don't remember, like, they're not hollow notes. I'm not going that far. But, like, I don't remember a tandem on the Blues. Mm. That Shenstein-Tarasenko line, the, or Shen-Schwartz-Tarasenko line, the first year we had it, was red hot. But even them, I don't remember them having this kind of, like, almost telepathic. Sh- Shen and Schwartz were good yeah. together. But, like, yeah, you're right. I don't know if they were all, like, they were just both producing yeah. and on the same line. Um... And then Steen, Bacchus, Oshi was good. But I don't know if they were like, like you said, the telepathic knows where they're going to be. They were just a very good two-way line that we had. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is the last time I remember being like, just like these two are hand in hand. Like we're not separating these two at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll just end the season there regardless. They're so good. I enjoy I just love watching them play. There was a play near the end of the uh, period here where Bennington shook off his mat. I mean... Definitely had his mask knocked off by the Fortress of Nature or some other player uh, and was a totally justifiable and not at all somewhat underhanded stoppage of play. Uh, and the Blues proceeded to the third period with a 2 nothing lead. Did they maintain it in the third period, Ian? Of course they no, did. No, 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 no. Um, That's not their MO. <laughs> there was a moment. You. This was the game you missed? Yeah. There was a moment because you were in Mexico. Missouri. Uh, There was a moment early in the third period where the organist for the Calgary Flames, this was a dominant game until it wasn't anymore because we suck. Um, (laughs) There was a moment where the organist for the Calgary Flames started playing 
little three note triplet chords and everyone on twitter including myself and initially thought it was gloria and i was like but we're winning in your building why are you doing this and then i listened to it for a minute longer and realized it was saturday night's all right for fighting which is a great song uh by elton john and appropriate for the week that we've had with things happening on saturday night uh but for one thing, those two songs, very similar. And for mm. another thing, I just enjoy that I had this moment and I was like, what? And then I went to Twitter and everyone was having that moment simultaneously. But um, in any case, uh, that happened and then the flames continued to play and 10 minutes and 59 seconds into the period, uh, Michael Backlund... Uh, assisted Matthew Kachuk's goal with the help of Andrew Mangiapane. The Marzipan. Andrew Mangiapane's name apparently literally means eats bread uh, in whatever weird country he comes from. I think it is Italian, uh, which I don't know what marzipan is. It's like a sugar, right? It's like a sugar coating, but uh, Mary Berry with the assist on the pronunciation there. He is Andrew Marzipan in our hearts and minds. Imagine Mary Berry um, on the ice. <laughs> She's probably skates with elegance and grace. Uh, Keith Kachuk varies the rebound off a dump and chase where Marzipan knocked it in front. And I don't think we're ever going to call him by his real name anymore. That was like the transition. Yeah, he's just Uh, Keith Kachuk. No, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't even call Matthew Kachuk. I meant Andrew Marzipan. Uh, Kachuk varied the rebound to 2-1. Bennett leveled McCarrickin later than after that with a hit that is certainly a charge and probably an elbow. Uh, There was a big scrum and a commercial, and the calls ended up being charging on Bennett, roughing on McCarrickin, it's crap it's crap i said at the time and on the ensuing four on four with four minutes just under four minutes left in the period travis amonic scored his travis hammonick travis hammonick scored his first goal of the of the season uh on a play that i will say for those that think i'm unfair to jake allen was entirely on jordan bennington <laughs> was entirely on jake allen who wasn't <laughs> even on the ice um this is a puck that goes off behind the glass and uh, Bennington fails to corral it or cover his five hole and Hamannick knocks it in and it's on him. Uh, this uh, Pareko didn't play it very well, uh, but this one's definitely on uh, Bennington and it's a tie game and we go to overtime because of course, because of course mm-hmm. uh, we'll get there. But um <laughs> uh, I was trying to read this first note and I was like, what was I trying to say to myself? And it's Jeff telling me that I was presumptuous to write overtime already, but I'm not. No, because it's never a foregone conclusion. Isn't it? So. It's nice to know we won't lose in regulation. Is it like but... Eight of the last nine games have gone to overtime. Maybe. Something like that. I believe you. <sighs> um. Schwartz had a really nice play in overtime uh, and got interfered with uh, by he pickpocketed the play he pickpocketed the puck from behind made a nice move and got up ice and then was interfered with drawing a penalty it was a very nice play and gave the Blues a power play and David Perron is a god in overtime and scored his eighth goal of the season O'Reilly and Petrangelo assisting O'Reilly moved from the wall to the center until he drew two flames to him then knocks it over to Perron the one-timer um i think that's the one where Perron set the record for most 
overtime game winners before 20 games or something. Mm-hmm. One of those records yeah. that doesn't actually He's mean number anything. one in the league <laughs> now. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, well, that's right. Um, very even game on the stat sheet. Um, very even game. Wow, I didn't even look at the Corsi. Um, or that's the even streak Corsi, at least. But it's, you know, that's that's what matters. True mm-hmm. true stats and men don't look at penalties. Um Get your stats straight. 29 to 28 shots, Flames, 53 to 47 face-offs, Flames. We were two for four on the power play. That was the difference. Uh, 19 hits apiece, 12 blocks to their eight, and they had three times as many giveaways, three times and change, almost three and a half times. Um, Corsi Ford even strength was 50.6 to 49.4. I've never seen it quite that close. Uh, the boys had the best of it in the first period. It was very even in the second period, and the Flames had the best of it in the third period. Um, the Sunquist, Barbashev, and McEachern line had at that point started each of the past seven games. Ivan Barbashev got the Panger Award and said, you just got to find a way. Every single game has been really close. Uh, and then at some point he talked, I think, I guess he was being a little more aggressive on the ice, and he <laughs> said, I was grumpy, really bad sleep today. I didn't sleep much, I think. He is a dynamite interview. Oh, yeah. Get that dude a microphone more. I Often. love listening to him. I love Barbashev. Um, he's like, I was I was talking about like Tarasenko doesn't like doesn't believe he's a good English speaker. Doesn't give himself good enough credit actually because mm-hmm. he's pretty good when he wants to be. But uh, he's like he knows that and so he's shy. Barbashev knows he's not English. A native English speaker, so he's like goofier just because says, of Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it's which like, I, I love. Um, and he played in like the Q in the Q, yeah, so, so he probably more, saw some English yeah. for a little bit well, earlier. Well, yeah, some real, some really wretched English. On the night that, on the night that we that we talk about Don Cherry, let's really dagger French Canadian yeah. players. They know what's wrong with them. <laughs> they know. Craig Berube said power play was good, penalty kill was good. <laughs> Thought it was a good team effort. And that wasn't Mike Babcock, but it might as well. Be. Yeah, thanks. Do you Craig. remember when we tried to get Mike Babcock while Keith Ken Hitchcock was still our head coach? Oh yeah, we were wow. just talking with him. We were just just talking just about said, one cock for another. <laughs> I'm trading cocks. That's the new show coming to okay. NBC Universe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they not? Did they on on training spouses? Did they not have sex with each other? <laughs> I don't remember honestly. I feel I they, assume they probably didn't. They probably didn't, but like really, they probably wanted us to believe they did. Yeah, they probably should have though. You they probably know. did. They probably threw down. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Check it out. I'm sure it's on Netflix. <laughs> no, Disney Plus. My bad. Training spouses <laughs> on Disney Plus. Training spouses and buying houses. That's on HGTV. Uh, it's like they trade. You know, the houses, exists... but the lady stays in it. The man or lady, the man or woman stays in the other house. That's right. Uh, and on Jordan Bennington, Craig Berube said he's really good. He's been playing really well. Done a great job for us. Wow. Thanks, Craig. Did he just look synonyms for good. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great. Well, well, good. good. Great. Good. Great. Great. Good. We done here? Is it, can, I, can I leave? <sighs> that what? was the final Blues win of the seven-game winning streak. Yeah. We were high and mighty, and now we are low and mighty. Slow. Um, low and slow wins the race you were at the arizona coyotes yeah. game would you like the privilege of walking us through it or would you like me to do so i'll do it 
I'll do it. I Get like out this the uh, sand-colored highlight on the Coyotes goals. Yeah. That's actually why I did the Coyotes, the highlight <coughs> in the notes this week, which none of you can see, uh, but um, just because I wanted that sand color. Mm. Uh, at this game, it was the it was after Veterans Day, but it was the first Blues game home, so it was Veterans Day at the rink, and it was nice. Everyone uh-huh. got to sing the national anthem uh, together because we are. That's cool. One and blues nation. Sincerely, thank you to the people yeah. who did serve Jeff. Thank you. Gift Jeff among them uh, is primarily himself and almost. I'm sure he'd love to be singled out. Yeah, you know he did it all for the recognition yeah. and fame and glory. So, and he was a two star general for a brief moment. Yeah. So, uh, Gift Jeff, we thank you and everybody else who served. I guess we kind of thank you. Thank too. you as well. Uh, yeah. Thank you. In addition. But slightly. God, we've even butchered thanking the veterans. Yeah, we'll we've get done. better. We're I'm sorry. This. How can we fuck up thanking the veterans? How can we lightly fuck up thanking the veterans? Two guys, one cup. Fucking up lightly. From episode one. <laughs> My throat's been driven mad. <laughs> Need some water? I have water. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? The blues in this game, and I think the stats will show There's through. There's a whole new bottle over your left shoulder. No, I don't want that. It's untouched. I think when you look at the stats, here, you'll see... Untouched by human hands, much like Fiji's water. <laughs> Was it not? Is it, is it robots that fill that up? <laughs> Which almost, doesn't that almost make it seem less pure? That's true. That's <laughs> Nope. Uh, nope. Forever nope. unclean. <laughs> I was, I was like, nope. I had something to say, but it's right. nope. Um, yeah, the Blues looked really good in the first and second period, and not so great in the third. But we'll get to that. Uh, Blues were controlling play early. There's some extended zone time from uh, Delarose, Bozak, and Blaze and Blaze line. I liked them a lot in this game. They didn't get a lot of playing time, but I thought they looked fairly good. I thought our fourth line looked amazing. Um, that's what I noticed in the first period. I was like, put Barbashev and McEachern and Sunquist out there for like 20 minutes. Yeah. They're fun to watch. They're a great four-checking team. I think, uh, other than the game tonight that we'll talk about, they started every game for the last like eight games or so. They were the first line out there. So obviously, uh, Bruby trusts them. So we get a power play. We waste that opportunity. I would say that's the usual, but that's not the case. Our power play's been pretty good. I think we're still top 10 in the league. But the Blues get a goal 17 minutes, 13 seconds into the first period. Towards the end here, Jaden Schwartz is fourth, assisted by Braden Shen and Alex Petrangelo. A very nice a very nice cross-ice pass by Petrangelo through the neutral zone to spring Shen. Shen enters the zone with a puck and toe drags around a diving Yotes defenseman. Goligoski, who I thought had retired, quite honestly, <laughs> uh, takes a shot on the goal for the rebound. Schwartz is right there in the dirtiest of areas for the rebound. An easy tap in. I honestly, at first, this happened so, so quickly. Easy. <laughs> in the my periphery, I don't know what I was doing. Probably tweeting. Probably really hitting the Twitterverse hard. I thought Schwartz tipped this in from a shot, and then when I rewatched the replay, it's honest, honestly one of the slowest goals I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Very uh, Troy Brower. It's very like, uh, almost Maybe got that's it. Why I was inspired because Troy Brower was in the building. Yeah, he goes, here's one for you, Troy. <laughs> you remember that nightmare? Uh, almost nightmare. Perron makes a really, oh yeah, that's right. Perron makes a really nice diving play on a back check to break something up 
It was great. <laughs> it was a great effort. I thought for sure this was going to the back on that. It was a two-on-one that kind of turned into two-on-two as Perron stopped the puck. Uh, absolutely spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really good. The problem <laughs> is later. He does... He does make what we're tentatively calling David's mistake. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say later, but here, let's get right to it. It's a, that was all in the first period. Second period, uh, despite this mistake, the Blues look pretty good for the whole period. But yeah, so David Perron, the Blues get hemmed in their own zone. David Perron's got two Coyotes on him. He makes a backhanded pass. He figures, we'll try and get out of the zone. I don't even know if there's a Blues player on the other side of Clayton Keller. I don't think there is, so I don't think... He knows who he's passing to, <laughs> but he's passing to the St. Louis-born Chesterfield native, Clayton Keller. St. <laughs> Louis-born Chesterfield native. Yeah. Perron tries an old vice backhand. I was born in St. Louis, and I got out. Yeah, I got I, I moved west. <laughs> You've seen the goal. Keller intercepts and buries it on his home ice. Uh, I guess there's a player almost there, whoever that defenseman is. Is it Justin Funk? It could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it might have been uh, it's I'll not, zoom in and find It's not out. his fault. It's not his fault at it's all. It's not your fault. That is Alex Petrangelo, I believe. Where's Captain Hockey? <laughs> um, you get a delay of game penalty later on from Jacob Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Kemper's mask come off and play, his die, play dies later. I remember thinking no one really bumped into him i'm sure someone did but oh, again, he shook it off just like benny peripheral vision i was like keep your mask on bro he stayed out too late and had garbage in his veins At least oh that's what people yeah say. oh god so i remember the sunquist wins a draw i think he's the center on this line at least or at least in this play here did he win the draw yeah he's the one who wins the draw no, yeah, no, I can't tell. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the gif and I was like, did it start with him winning the draw? He wins the draw. Yeah. And puck goes back and forth. There's a Coyote player that gets the puck. He's shoveling out of his zone. He's playing the puck with his stick. And Oscar Sunquist is bent over and gets smacked in the face with the stick. At first, it is called a four-minute or, or a Double minor, four minute double minor, whatever, two minutes double minor, two times two, four. They call it a four minute double minor. They call it a. It's a yeah. It's just a double, double minor, minor yeah. whatever. Um, for high sticking because they drew blood and everything. Mm -hmm. Then this is the then what? Happened? Then this is the first time I've ever seen this, at least live. Well, it's the first time it's been legal. Oh really? They couldn't review penalties <coughs> until this year. Oh okay. Well there you go. Thanks hand pass. <laughs> oh, wow, the hand pass really. <laughs> really came back us. around to fuck us over. Oh boy. <laughs> couldn't you just leave well enough alone? <laughs> so they went over. They reviewed it. I didn't even know they could review this again until they started playing the like, let it be. Mm. I was like, oh no, this is the international <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> song for something's being reviewed. And then when you watch it, obviously Sunquist gets hit in the face with the stick. That's clear as day, but it is on what is deemed the follow-through of this player shooting the puck out of the zone. And that is not considered a high stick. I don't love that or, it's not, but I guess I get why it and is. And to be fair, too, I mean, I know that's not what a high stick is about. Sunquest his is leaning right his, into his Yeah, his stick doesn't come over, it doesn't yeah. come up that high. It no, comes it's up like a waist level. As high as a stick would. Yeah. Actually, lower than a stick would when you're shooting. Yeah, the puck. it's all Sunquist's fault. Yeah. I just want the call. I, <laughs> I also wanted the call, but it made sense that it was turned over. Uh huh. So there you go. But that's okay. 
because Colton Pareko gets his first goal of the season. I think actually Woo-hoo! pretty close to after that uh, penalty gets overturned. Also, remember... he finished with like 10 shots in this game or something? No, yeah. The guy... He had seven at the end of the period. The guy needs to skate through neutral ice with the puck. Yes. Because people get out of the way. Uh-huh. Because he's a, a giant. He's it's a, a man giant. It's, it scares me watching. <laughs> like, honest to God. It's, well, he's he so goes fast, so fast. Too, which is so frightening. Yeah. And this dude's ginormous. And people just move out of the way. And he gets a clean shot on Kemper. It's it like goes how, in. It's, it's a great wrister. It's like how in NHL 20, you can, like, build up as much speed as you want, want to mm-hmm. hit someone as long as you're gliding the split second before, you know, mm-hmm. very, very, uh, Tory Krug, uh, situation, yeah. if you will, but just Clive for a split second. That's no longer charging. That's right. But, uh, yeah, that's what Colton Franco is every time he skates. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> six foot five. Every time, every he time he steps on the ice. <laughs> oh my God. So with that Colton Franco goal, it's two, one. As you enter the third period, a blues finished second Col- period with 68% of the Real course. Quick. Colton Franco's last regular season goal mm-hmm. was February 19th no. of last year. It was the final game of the 11-game winning streak. Wow. <laughs> yeah. nuts? I'm glad he's, he's good away from the puck because he needs to step up the offense. becoming a little bit of like a very high end. He's... he's He's basically morphing into Jay Bomey. I know. I'm scared. The more he plays with him. Man, what an and impressive... And that's a problem because he yeah. shouldn't be. He's got mm-hmm. way too much skating speed. Mm-hmm. And that shot is insane. He should not be that guy. And so it does worry me a little bit. Be better. Be better, Colton. <laughs> we'll talk about Colton a little more in a bit. But... He's got he's got the potential. He's he's got five years in. He's got the potential. So I just, can I take over for a minute? Yeah. a minute here, and then I'll give you the third period. I was furious at the end of this game, and people called me out for it, and they probably should have. Although I did admit I was all I I from the beginning said I was overreacting. Mm-hmm. But I just want to I, I want to put the reason why at the end of the. Second period, they had 68% of the Corsi through the two periods yeah. and were up 2 nothing. And Colton Pareko two had 2 1. 2 1, sorry. Yeah. And Colton Pareko had taken his first goal of the season and seven shots. And the one goal was totally fluky bullshit. I mean, it was David Brown's fault, mm-hmm. but it was fluky and weird. And, and as you mentioned, the icing that should have been called off, arguably, mm-hmm. you know. So. All of that, we were dominating this game, and then the third period happens, and that's back to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Thomas tried to set up Schwartz for a wide-open empty netter, but Schwartz can't handle it and runs in the post. And it does look like he hits himself in the balls. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I, I had a little giggle, because that was fun. Uh, Falk with a trip on Soderberg. Uh, he did go down easily. I'll agree with sure. Darren Pang on this comment. Sure. Sure, yeah. he, he flopped a little bit. Former Blues draft pick Carl Soderberg. Yeah, never thanks for nothing. With, never played with us, Carl. Really. Thanks for fucking nothing. Yeah, then to the Bruins, then to the Avs, then to the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. All downhill for Carl Soderberg. Yeah, Coyotes got a power really? play goal. <laughs> yeah. what you think it's like yeah. stair steps down. Yep, Coyotes got a power play goal. Five minutes fifty-eight seconds in. Connor Garland, who I've never heard of before, eight goals. Very, this is eighth very goal. Very seasonal name. Though. Oh yeah. 
I, yeah, it's, it's reason, reason Do you think he season. changes it? Do you think in like Valentine's Day it's Connor Hart's? Yeah, I think that's Connor how his last name Connor works. Connor Shamrock. It's very conditional. Connor Empty Tomb, Connor Resurrection. It just I'm, keeps going. I'm Connor Garland if you need anything. Well, what are you if I don't? <laughs> Classic dad joke. Yeah, Clayton Keller's ninth assist, Christian Dvorak, who I remember being good in... Uh, NHL 19, 18, 19 something. I don't know if he's any good in real life. He's With fast, his third assist. Uh, yeah, Dvorak passes right through Pareko as they enter. Oh, poor young J. Bomeister. <laughs> Keller and Garland speed around old J. Bomeister <laughs> and Barbashev. Bomeister gets bumped at the line. That's never going to be interference. But then the trip maybe shouldn't have been a trip. So you would think maybe this is just evening up the evening up a call with an on-call. But they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Keller to Garland for the tap-in. You said you went back to rewatch it, and it was fucking unbelievable. And I'll agree, oh, because... That's, sorry, that's the trip, specifically. Oh, okay. But yes, but yes. I was going to say, actually, goal. the goal as it happened, you ever... I mean, it's the weird 2020 mm-hmm. hindsight, but I was like, as it developed, I was like, this feels like a bang, 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 and then it was. And I'm like, God, <laughs> can't they see that it's just going to be one of them bang, bang, bang plays? Why can't you see? <coughs> oh, it was bad. I didn't like that at all. You know what? I thought the Blues looked good the rest of the third period. Uh-huh. But they just couldn't fucking cash in. No. And there was at least a there was a howitzer that Petrangelo put on in terms of one-timer where um, their goalie, Kemper, made like a really good like tip of his glove save uh-huh. from going in. I think we hit the post at least twice. There was a lot of talk after this game about how Kemper was the difference. And I guess technically he was because mm-hmm. we took... 35 shots but i didn't feel like we tested it much i don't think we got a lot of uh we didn't get a lot of people in front of the net to screen him we didn't get yeah. a lot of dirty work going on in we this had game six high danger chances in the game yeah, it's not idea. a lot for 35 shots but i feel like he always had eyes i feel like we never got mm-hmm. like a thing where he was yeah, scrambling yeah, yeah, exactly so that's two two story old as time and it gets older <laughs> Uh, Blues go to overtime. I, I literally tweeted that today was yeah. the last time. That's what you love. Blues, yeah, exactly. Blues take lead. Blues forfeit lead. Blues go to OT. Blues, up until this point, win in OT. I'm re-remembering the Oh, moment. yeah. The Blues looked amazing in terms of just dominating play three and three. They had possession. It was pretty much like a, got to be 100% Corsi for it. I don't think the Coyotes touched the puck for like a minute and a half. Um, and then I believe it's Schwartz is going off for a change. Thomas is coming on. This is the third, this is the third group of three because we've had it for so long. Before that, yeah, we have the puck in the zone. Oh, we skate out with it all the time. Well, yeah, but. Oh, there's more. The Coyotes have been pinned in with their original line for 90 seconds. The whole overtime to that point. That had Kessel and whoever out on the ice. And Kessel, not, not a marathon man for anyone that's Loves not keeping track. Um, Petrangelo skates out and backpedals not just into the neutral zone, as we sometimes do, but like all the way back to our blue line, giving Kessel enough space to run off for the change. And then he does this. Which yeah, I was like, Schwartz going off, Thomas coming on. 
Petrangelo already making one brain fart by going too far back passes to going Thomas. Too arguably by going out at all, but that's yeah. part well, of their that's strategy. strategy I get. They're wearing them I, down. Yeah. They want the perfect pass. Except they're not wearing them down because they let the yeah. guys on the ice. So. so he passes to Thomas. Schwartz isn't off the ice. It's which too is, many men. Which I just I want to emphasize: there's no one pressuring him. Mm-hmm. He's just stood there. So I think he, he thinks when the change is happening with the Coyotes, he's exploiting. He's the caught them. Yeah, if they're changing, so I'm gonna so we, I'm gonna so. shoot up to our new fresh guy, yeah. our young fresh Maybe. dude. You're giving him yeah. more grace than I would, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Like I said earlier, best captain we in the NHL. We didn't actually lose on the too many men penalty, which no, that's I'm confusing thing. with what happened. We looked really tonight. good. We looked really um, good. Uh, four on three there. I thought for sure Kessel was gonna bury it. it looked like they were trying to give him space. They uh, never really got. He's Any clean shots cold, off on us? Oh, well, yeah, he's on the Coyotes. Although the Coyotes, to be fair. Pretty good this year. A pretty good team right now. So we defend four and three. It goes to a shootout. Um, I didn't even care. No, I remember. I remember this. It's Bozak. Bozak goes, misses, or gets saved on. I feel like it doesn't speak highly of us that he's our first shooter. I can't remember who shot for did Dvorak shoot for them Mm-mm. i want to say it was like henestrosa or somebody uh, then One i remember the seven former yeah blackhawks Black their first guy scores we get um o'reilly out there he doesn't score they get garland out there he scores they 2-0 us it's bang 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 all over it's almost like the shootout equivalent of the famed winnipeg yeah loss. exactly that's how exactly what i was thinking when they did that it felt like oh and we're up and we're oh, done. Oh, oh. And I remember thinking for how for how decent, um, how decent, for how good um, Kemper looked. I was thinking, I like Jordan Bennington, but I feel like Kemper saw more shots and he's going to be mm, feeling good about yeah. this. And he most certainly looked comfortable. I didn't even really see how the two shots on Bennington went in, but I, I hate the shootout. So there you go. So the Blues lose in overtime, which is not the norm. No, Normally we're winning an OT and everything. We so. finished the game with 69% of the Corsi. We had 69% of the Corsi. Nice. Oh, you're very, very Always correct. Nice. Very correct. Super nice. But we had 69% nice percent of the Corsi in the third period. How did we lose this game? <laughs> yeah, we should have won. There is a... <coughs> we'll save it. This one, this team has a problem. This one was for sure... This one of all of them, I think, was for sure... We we lost a point. We lost We gained a point in the standings. I get how the math works. We literally went Don't! up a point. But we lost okay, a point. Since you brought it up. Here we Don't go. bring me this week. Well, at least we got a point bullshit. If, if the argument I'm making is that we shouldn't have lost that game. I'm already not satisfied with the point. Mm-hmm. The at least we got a point is you're getting heavily outmatched and you hang on like yeah. a sailor in a hurricane to the mast of the yeah. ship and you sneak away with a point. If you're dominant and you end up with one point, that's actually a, forgive me, disappointment (laughs) so just stop with that that's that's stop it that's bad thinking you're just wrong you are correct i usually am not the type to tell twitter people that they're wrong because i like to be peaceable and polite 
Uh, but you, when you make that argument, are just wrong. If it's a game you should have won, you didn't gain a point, you lost one. So mm. that's all I want to say. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So is this a correct stat that this was the first game that we put up 30 shots or more since October 24th? Yep. So that all of that winning streak, mm-hmm. we had fewer than 30 shots? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like we talked about, Brew is all about that quality over quantity. Who would have thought? Not me. Mm, not us. <laughs> uh, I was I was livid at the end of this game. I don't I don't remember <coughs> being angrier at the end of just like a, a regular season loss. Um, at least not since like pre the yo firing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I just, I just think it's, I think I, I think what was bubbling in me was what we're going to talk about after the next game. So why don't we just run through yep. that? Cause I think it's pretty quick to describe and we've talked a lot tonight anyway. So, uh, Alan is starting, which was absolutely the right call. Cause it's a road game, arguably the weaker of the two teams we're playing. And this isn't a shot on Alan. He's better on the road. So start him mm-hmm. on the road. If you I thought it. he looked good. Actually. And he looked fine. And he had one sort of questionable game goal, but by his standards, not that questionable. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I will not, other than talking a little bit about that goal, nothing, none of this is on Jake Allen at all. Um, which is not something I say a lot. So <laughs> sometimes I blame him when put, he's on the bench. Yeah, put that one on the <laughs> bank. <but laughs> I remember that the next time. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> just we, we we couldn't thank veterans <laughs> correctly, and we can't we can't pat Jake out on the back. Blame Jake out. No, here's a pat on the back. What do you mean? That's a freebie. And yeah, you're welcome. Pretty pretty surprising that he's getting one. But yeah, this is really <laughs> very good. You're getting the Medal of Honor. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know. I sure don't know. <laughs> Imagine that's what the president says to you. Um, on the first, the boys get a power play very early. On the first faceoff, a puck gets cleared. I'm about to dagger out. <laughs> but he tries to pass it over to Petrangelo uh, with Anderson right on his heels. I know I wrote Peron. I later corrected myself but not the notes petrangelo can't handle it and anderson gets it behind but fortunately doesn't have any lift and alan to his credit gets over uh, to block the wraparound in time this was kind of a comedy of errors play and it's not all on alan but he did kind of make a lackadaisical pass uh, that was behind petrangelo and it was a bad play considering that anderson was forechecking very hard and right on his heels and i think that's one of the reasons that anderson is a beloved player by blue jackets fans mm-hmm. But in any case, it didn't come to any harm yet, but the Jackets did score a few minutes later uh, on Vladislav Gavrikov, and I believe it is Gavrikov and not Gavrikov, although Russians have taught me that that is how their last name should be pronounced. But uh, it was his first ever NHL goal, so congratulations to the 2015 sixth round pick. Uh, you know, I Steve Dangle always goes ballistic when somebody scores their first NHL goal. That's cool. I don't care who it is. That's cool, you know? That's fine. That's a dream come true. So Nyquist does the hard work in the corner. Dubois took a shot. The rebound goes hard off Allen's pad, and Gavrikov knocks it in um, to an empty net. Is is Colton Pareko a good open ice defenseman and a not-as-good dirty area defenseman? I do feel like I see him skating behind people Which would fit the mold of him being like Jay Bomeister. But would not fit the mold of him being a giant person. 
He's not lanky either, is he? Like, Jay Bowmeister is tall but lean. Like, Colton Pareko, he's not, you know, fat or anything. But he's, he's a brick shit house. Right? He's uh, big. I mean, he is. Yeah. Isn't he? So, I don't get that. But I see a lot of these kinds of plays where he's, like, not trying. Or not, I don't want to say not trying, but he's just not doing anything effective to a guy in the corner. And I wouldn't think, I don't think of, um, who was it? Gustav Nyquist is like the physical body man, you know? So I don't know. Uh, he did win a triple crown, so I guess he's got something going for him. But, uh, did he win the, tri- he won the whole thing, right? The horse, not the real Nyquist? Gustav Nyquist. I don't think he did. Did he just win Kentucky Derby? And yeah. Yeah. The other one. Okay. Um, it's just been American Pharaoh. Yeah. That's the most recent Now there's one. been a second there's another one. one. I don't want to say it might've been Nyquist, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Mackenzie McEckern, M-A-C-E-A-C-H-E-R-N. McEckern uh, got his two second goal of the season with just 43 seconds left in the period. Oscar Sundquist, his fourth goal assist. Uh, Gavrikov, Gavrikov gives the puck away to Sundquist, and uh, Mac Mac takes it behind and dips it in on the wraparound a lot, like the play that didn't happen for us in the first uh, very opening of the period. We did... Equalize late in the first period. Do you have a triple crown update? Justify. Justify. In 2018. Okay. okay. He was very good. Very good horse. I don't know anything about horses, but I'm sure Mike Mulberry liked him a lot. Are any of these funny? Are any of these funny? Funny side? He was a close contender. All, all of these are fun names, but they're not like, they're not like, whoo. Yeah. Okay, continue. No, you're fine. Uh, the Blues played well in the second, I think had a pretty good period in the second. I didn't get the Corsi 4 to back that up, but I will blindly assume it's true. <laughs> and Braden Shen scored a, his 11th goal, a power play goal, nine minutes in. Uh, really crisp passing off the opening faceoff. Our power play, by and large, actually looks better. And Schwartz made a neat mm-hmm. and hard-to-describe play with his stick along the ice, literally, like, lengthwise along the ice to get the puck over to Shen. I don't know what forced him to make that play, but he did make it, and Shen had the, uh, you know, largely a totally unchallenged shot to the back door for the goal. Shen's very good this year. We cannot pay him any more money, though. I feel yeah. like we should stress that. He's, he's He signed the contract. You know, you, it's normally not, they don't perform better. People t- yeah, people talk that. about like a contract year, but it's not the year you sign a contract in. It's the maybe, year you're trying maybe to Maybe he, he can't turn that off. He's <laughs> like, I had to play. <laughs> I just have to keep playing. He already good. took the steroids, so I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. It's natural. Oh, it's human know. growth yeah, hormone. It's very natural. God intended it to go this way. Um, <laughs> I'm supposed to inject it into me. <laughs> Into the first, second, it's two to not one blues. Um, it didn't remain. That I was way. like, so you know what's going to happen. Pierre Luc Dubois scored his seventh goal of the season. Um, it was labeled unassisted at the time. I don't know if it stayed that way. I'm trying to look it up. It doesn't want to load. It's moving slowly. But in any case, Allen played a puck behind that eventually got in front to Dubois. He shot off of Dunn and then takes a clean shot that. This is the one that it feels like Alan should know is there and that it's coming and should do something about. But I can't really tell where it beat him. It might have just beat him far side, which is not what you'd expect in that situation. Or maybe it beat him five hole. But it's not a good goal. They gave assists to Bimstrom and Milano. Um, 
it's not a good goal, but it's not Allen's worst. Mm-hmm. So, and what two goals in regulation? He shouldn't. That shouldn't be on you. I always think yeah. if you can't, if you can't score three, then I really can't blame your goalie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, never. There's never a two goal game. Or, you know, I, I, mm. your goalie, when he allows two goals in regulation, is not to blame, even if they're howlers. And mm-hmm. these weren't both howlers. So, um, when it's 2-2 with 17 minutes and 10 seconds left, is there even a thought that regulation doesn't finish 2-2 in your mind? I thought maybe it might go 3-3. <laughs> Honestly, I was okay, like, okay. Well, I'm like, we could score another goal. Okay. I'm like, they'll score one too, but... <laughs> But it did. It did finish 2-2, and we went to overtime. Schwartz took a trip from Bjorkstrand early. Um, I wrote in the notes that the Blues squandered it preemptively, and I was correct. Maybe the notes are powerful. You should start, you should start <laughs> yeah. writing some different yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, maybe the notes are controlling this. Maybe I need to not write overtime preemptively for each game, which I just do. I didn't even do that because I thought it was likely. That's just easier. To delete it rather than, you know, put it in there. But anyway, uh, they squandered it in a way I didn't even expect with yet another too many men on the ice penalty. How do you do that? It's hard to count to six. That's very difficult. It's literally twice the work of counting to three Mm -hmm. because I'm good at math. How do you commit too many men with four, three, three? I guess it was five people on the ice because it was four on three, but... This game is confusing, and as, as Jeff illustrated here, there are um, ten blue players on the ice, although I think, I think yes, some of those are just copies and pastes of other copies of a copy players. Of a... But um, very, very good graphical editing. I would believe it if they weren't, you know, in the exact same stance. But um, the Jackets scored on the power play at 3.34 into overtime. So Warinsky, uh missed his first shot. Atkinson to Jones and Jones to Warinsky for the one-timer, and it beats Allen, and that's fine. Um, I mean, it's not fine, but Allen's not to blame. It's just a clean one-timer, and huh. the Blue Jackets win. Our second loss in a row. We still have a nine-game point streak, which means Ooh. nothing to me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I, two points is better than no points. It's worse than four points. That's how math works. So what do you want to say before we get out of here about anything and everything stats related and all of that stuff? So I guess I'd say the Blues are trending in a, in a, in a not great direction. Obviously, that's easy to see with just wins, losses. They've lost last two games. They've got a point in each of those games, but they've lost them. And again, in this game, I thought we didn't look quite as dominant as we did against Arizona, but I thought we had spurts where we still looked pretty good. So I didn't think this was a game where we, like you said, were holding on for dear life and ran away with a point we didn't deserve. But there's some underlying stats that are a little worrying. So the Blues are 31st in expected goals for, on average, like expected goals for over 60 minutes. They are 1.98 goals for in that time. The Blues are middle of the pack and expected goals against over 60, 2.27. That expected goals for the 1.98, that is the lowest in the league currently. That is 31st in the league. We So basically, what you'd expect this team to do is score the fewest amount of goals in any given game right now. 
Which makes sense. I mean, what... That's scary, though. The last two games have just been two goals. Both games, not good enough. Our offense is bad. Mm -hmm. It's not... We have guys who can score. We're just not scoring. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think... Obviously, Braden Shank can score. Schwartz can score. I want to be very clear. This isn't because Tarasenko's gone. Mm Mm-hmm. This is more than that. He wasn't scoring that much when he was still here, and he hadn't been gone that long to affect the whole season. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. <coughs> and a, a big one? Mm-hmm. But go on. I just... That's, so, like, that's shocking. Mm-hmm. That's a shocking number. So there's also an advanced stat that I guess you would call goal differential over 60. So it's your... How many goals you score over 60 minutes, so, you know on average per game, and then how much your opponent is scoring. So, you know, we have a .1 goal differential over 60, so we are scoring just a skosh more than our opponents are currently. Our expected goals differential over 60 is a negative .29, so you would expect the other team to be scoring a couple more goals, maybe not a couple more, but a goal more here and there, mm-hmm. more than us, which makes sense. We've been playing tight games, but how we've been playing lately, you would think the other team had the better of the play. And I do, I, I'm starting to think this team needs to start doing the dirty work for goals. If they're not yeah. going <laughs> to, if we're not going to score the fancy goals that Craig Berube wants, which is still odd, if you're not going <laughs> to score the goals. Um, where they're the high quality shots mm-hmm. because it seems like we take a while to get to those. That was another thing in the Arizona game. Man, we'd skate by the goalie without a shot, so we'd pass on the backhand to a guy who was just a little bit beyond the goalie at that point, so he'd pass on the backhand back into the slot to another guy who was just beyond the goalie a little bit, so he'd back. It's like constantly guys just zigzagging in front of the goalie who are a little just outside the slot to try and get it to a guy who's now just outside the slot again. And it was just nonstop passing and no shots because they're looking for that perfect one. And it's like, man, can we just get a guy in front of the net to take away the goalie's eyes and maybe chip in a rebound here and there without looking for this bang-bang play? I mean, I like it as much as anybody else, but when you're not scoring goals, well, you got to change it up a little. How many friggin' times have they made the extra pass that hasn't worked this year? That seems, that's a lot. Is a pass that doesn't work better than a shot on net, even if it's not? Well, mm-hmm. as I've, you know, I think I've said before, if there's a five-star shot over here and a three-star shot over here, mm-hmm. but it's a 30-70 chance of getting it to the five-star shot, don't you just try the three-star shot at least some of the time? There's a lot of passing into opponent skates, and a lot of passing behind guys. When you look at our points right now like our player points mm-hmm. um this isn't updated for tonight's game but after the top guys mm-hmm. who are who o'reilly has 19 mm-hmm. five goals 14 assists Perron is 8 and 10 18 shin has 17 points petrangelo 17 schwartz 15 not counting tarasenko who had 10 and 10 when mm-hmm. he went down Pareko is next with nine in 19 games, which is fine. I mean, pretty good for a defenseman, yeah. except that, you know, eight of them are assists. <laughs> and I don't know how many of those are secondary assists. They really need to start, like, making that an easier 
stacked mm. up fine. Um, Blay has five goals, three assists. Bozak, two goals, six assists. But, like, some there are lots of guys under that that should have mm. more points. Barbashev has seven. Sunquist has six. Falk has six. Dunn has five. And I love Vince Dunn, but he needs more than five points mm-hmm. by now. Um, Steen's hurt. Robert Thomas has four points. Yeah, that's... That's not good enough. And we love... I mean, nobody needs reassuring. We love Robert Thomas, but mm-hmm. you got to pick it up, dude. you got to score more. And you got to not score... You have to set up other guys more. Yeah, it's like you just like, need more points. Um, I wonder if they should try him as a center. Oh, I don't know. Give it, crazy give it a right? shot but um i wonder if now is the time to mix it up and try him on center and shin on wing and i know shin's red hot right now but sorry you mm-hmm. know like it just it's you gotta try you gotta shake stuff up the only as we've already alluded to the only thing you're not shaking up right now is o'reilly perron but everything else in this line on the offense at least yeah i'm try anything and the defensive pairings you got to try anything, you know. I I would even. I mean, I don't know where you'd play him, so I I can't really commit to this. But I'd even, you know, if if you think you've got better goal scoring potential with a Mitch Runke in the lineup, mm-hmm. I'd even bring him up. Like two goals isn't going to cut it as the season goes on. We're not we're not going to get as lucky as we've been, and we have one. We have two games. Is that what I said? Two games this season. Where our margin of victory was more than one non-empty net goal. So, like, we've had a couple of, a couple of games where we've won by more than one goal. Mm-hmm. Several games, four or five. But of those, only two w- happened where the anything after the game-winning goal was non-empty net. Mm-hmm. That's frightening. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's worrisome. That's playing I mean, it's too better than close. last year when we couldn't even score an empty net goal. Yeah, but, and that's what I mean. You can, but, and you can rest on the whole, we got all, we're still, what is it, 12, 3, and 5. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, that's still a pretty good record. But it's trending in the wrong direction. And they need, like you are saying, they need to start changing things up now and seeing if they work rather than stick with yeah. this so long that all of a sudden you're looking at, oh, now we're 12, you know, four and eight or whatever you know we're getting dangerous we're getting not quite yet but we're getting dangerously close to Batman 500 and i don't like it zach sanford has started in 15 games he has three points and he's averaged 12 minutes a game and you're telling me clem costin doesn't have a spot in this lineup and i'm not anti zach sanford i think he's got all mm-hmm. the potential in the world but he's got to show it. If he's going to play on the second line You've but got, then you're yeah. taking time away from him because he's not playing well he's not playing power play time He's not on the PK. 12, I think, for second line non-power play is decent. Yeah. I mean, considering that there are some games he played third line, you know, mm-hmm. and fourth early in the season. Um, Blay was pretty hot early on. He's gotten bumped around. That Bozak line has played well, but it's not generating a lot. Yeah, I've liked, they've looked um, fine, but not a lot of offense. I'm, I'm I'm worried about this team, and then on the other side, I'm worried they're going to do something stupid and panic and go out and get a Taylor Hall, but not at the right price or something like that. Like, I would go get Taylor Hall. Don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. love Taylor Hall, but he's got to be extended before. I don't I don't think they do something that silly. Yeah. Because, I mean. I just, I if Tarasenko, I don't like saying this. But Tarasenko is gone. 
presumably for the whole year. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have your first round pick. Or you do have your first round pick. And you won a cup last year and it was a grueling postseason. And a lot of those guys were young and they've never played that much hockey before. If this has to be a quote-unquote lost season, like I think we still probably make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if this has to be a... See what you got season. See what you got, which was what last season was supposed mm-hmm. to be, so be it. I mean, that would I don't ha- think anybody's going to be angry if this team gets bounced in the first round, presuming, you know... Assuming, I mean, we will be. Yeah, we will be. But <laughs> assume, assuming they're not just garbage, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like... I'm not going to be all fire furious. I just... I th- I think we're riding a fake high right now that says that we're a really good like top of the league team mm-hmm. and the numbers do not justify that. Yeah, I think we're on a bubble here. And I think Jordan Bennington is playing like a top third starting goalie. Mm-hmm. has been lately, and I think that's the difference. And so has Jake Allen in his last two starts. Mm-hmm. He's been pretty good. I'm I not... think our defense overall has been okay. Defense has been fine-ish, but it's not... Our expected goals against is pretty middle of the pack. Yeah, that's fine. I think they're not, as we've talked about, our our one actual piece of analysis that we just regurgitate on this podcast. I don't think they're doing enough in the offensive zone. Mm -hmm. Except for Petrangelo, who's been a god. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, defensively. Yeah, no, no, no. I think we've been okay. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, there's more they can unlock, too. Mm -hmm. It's just... One of the th- one of the things that I think this team is like they're so defensive minded that they're like, well, we can't risk scoring three goals if that might mean allowing two, and it's like, yeah, you can, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you know, it's like, like Ken Hitchcock PTSD. Yeah, and so it's just, I'm just I'm worried. I'm I'm worried. Uh, what's our schedule look like the rest of the month? I'm looking it up as we speak. Ducks are tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You should win that, but it no. is John Gibson. I think then we play um, Tampa, and then we have two Nashville games. Ooh, that's not pleasant. If we play Tampa next Tuesday, yep. and then we have Nashville. Tampa, then Calgary, Calgary, then Nashville, Nashville, then Tampa. Yeah. Um, You could be looking at an extended rough patch here. You could be looking at a 2-2-1, two, two, one, oh, one, 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 a 1-2-2, yeah. One, two, two. yeah. And... um. I just prepare for it. Just, <laughs> just be willing to admit that the team's maybe not as good as. Make sure your body's ready. Yeah, drink plenty of fluids, <laughs> and um, maybe we're maybe we're wrong. Maybe they wake up and they're firing and get great. Wake me up. Wake me up. Um, but at some point, they just have to play a better game. They just have to play a a whole. They have to play. 60 minutes of hockey. Yeah, as I say, I see a, a um, team playing okay, but coasting. And they need to score more. Um, they miss the net a lot. God. They do they a do. lot of... Ugh, it's just gross. Uh, I'm trying to find a tweet from our friend Garrett. Ah, yes, here it is. Uh, because I think he put this really well. Uh, we asked, what is this team? You t- you tweeted. It's not on me, folks. <laughs> what is this team? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they an in-between? 
Uh, and a lot of people were angry that we even dared ask, which is weird because it's a question. But uh, that's, how, that's how dare Twitter. you ask? <laughs> that's Twitter. Um, but Garrett responded, I think, really intelligently. Uh, a team that isn't a true representation of their record and their place in the standings. They are much worse than their record shows, but also had the potential to be so much better than they are. If only they could play their game for entire games. And I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't see why there's a lot of controversy around that yeah i don't think they're a terrible team but you can't tell me you're you're fine with their scoring 10 10 of your 20 games have been in overtime that's not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not good because it will eventually drain your team if i if i had to guess and i know it seems like you know two Mm -hmm. and a half minutes of overtime on average or whatever it is Mm -hmm. doesn't matter but when it's 10 of your 20 games it might and when it's on back-to-backs it might i just want you to be a decisive team even if you're winning even if you're winning by one goal here and there and in regulation win by that one goal yeah get the lead even if it's by one goal and keep the lead that's the thing i don't like about overtime is like you couldn't hold that when the blackhawks were (laughs) you couldn't hold that could you (laughs) when the blackhawks were at the top of their dynastic ways do you remember how they would just they would just like decide, oh, yeah, we're g- so yeah, this, this has is been the fun, win. but we're gonna win now. Yeah, and literally, it was just like a flip, flip a of switch. the switch, yeah. and it'd just be you'd be humming along at two one, and then they'd be scoring the empty netter, and you'd be losing four two, you know. And it's just like, what, what happened? Yeah. You know, I mean, and I remember. And oh, we I ate remember. the Blackhawks. That Pepper Charm remembers too, but we ate <laughs> the Blackhawks as much as anyone. But it was just so impressive at the time to watch their leadership and Kane and Taves and those guys just be like, yeah, yeah, this has been, you know, we've, we've enjoyed stringing you along, mm-hmm. but now it's our time and we want to get out of here and, you know, go beat up a cab driver. Hey, zing. So <laughs> I wouldn't get it all praise the Blackhawks. Couldn't do you that. Can't. But, um, yeah, it's just, everybody's bringing another good point. I've seen made a lot recently is, Everybody's bringing you their best game. Mm-hmm. We need to start bringing more opponents our best game, mm-hmm. and I think we haven't really seen that yet. But we can; that can still happen. I yeah. just, I'm not hopeless, but I just I I would like people to be more aware of the of the pitfalls. So I bet you in the stretch we play better because we play up to our opponents. Uh, yeah, probably we play better. We we'll probably play Nashville. better overall. Yeah. We haven't played a lot of good teams yet, and I think that does kind of throw off our... I think that does naturally throw off our our tuning, if -hmm. you will, I guess, or, you know, our rhythm. Uh, So that will be interesting to see, and we we could be singing a totally different tune in a week, which will be back in a week, because you're going on Thursday night, so Mm -hmm. it's Heritage Jersey Night, or whatever they're called. Throwback. Throwback. The, the 90s. The Cujo pads night. Um, 80s, 90s, and today. <laughs> all the hits. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be back and we'll have more then. Uh, I'm sorry this episode went so long. Some of you just skipped 30 minutes of Don Jerry talk, so that's great for you. But uh, there's a lot to get to. This has been, a, as they all are, a chaotic and fun hockey season. Mm-hmm. Blues are still Stanley Cup champions. So uh, maybe we'll be shorter next time. Maybe they'll trade for some crazy person and we'll have to talk about it uh, for a year and a half. But Shane Gostas Bear. That's the fun thing. You never know. You want to give it a third shot? You want to close on a high note? <laughs> I got Gostas Bear. Okay. G 
O S T Oh god I S B Why are you putting an extra S? What's not a gas Oh wait no you're totally right you're totally okay, right I was like, I'm sorry uh, okay B E H E R E Yes I screwed up you did not it's terrific You did it you nailed it I'm very impressed. I will speak so. no more. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, good night. <laughs> that was a ghost bear. Good night, everybody. <laughs>